What's shaking fire nation? JLD here and a welcome. It's episode 1810 of EO Fire where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week. Productivity, discipline, focus. Those are three of my greatest strengths and they can be yours too. Simply visit themasteryjournal.com. Master all three skills in 100 days. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Dean Graziosi. Dean, are you prepared to ignite? I am ready to light it up, brother. Yes. Dean (laughs) knows how to create success. From extremely humble beginnings, he started with a firewood business in high school to a collision repair shop and his first real estate deal before the age of 20. From there, he wanted to create a multi-million dollar real estate business and become a multiple New York Times bestselling author. Dean, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro. (laughs) Give us a little glimpse of your personal life while you're at it. I will. First off, thanks. It's it's awesome to be here, and you're doing such a great job thanks, out there, man. Dean. The world needs the world needs what you're doing. So awesome. And today, let's just hope we. Uh, my my whole desire here is to serve. So, um, I'll I'll make it brief about me, so we can get to some, uh, you know, some trans some some wisdom that people can translate into their life. So, um, yeah, you you pretty much said it. Except along that journey of going from real uh, cars to real estate, I remember it was about 1996, and I remember watching Tony Robbins on TV, and just I bought his course. He made an impact on my life, and I loved it. I was infatuated with the whole infomercial world. And I, by the time I was 29, I had done really well in real estate. Like you said, humble beginnings. I lived in a trailer park as a kid. I lived in a bathroom with my dad for a year, um, and I didn't go to college and all that stuff. That's a great story, but how it can translate to everybody listening is knowing that I, I've been through every phase. I've, I've lost hope. I thought life was as good as it could get. I was scared. I was fearful. I had sleepless nights, all those things. But you know, some of the things I hope we talk about today, getting that clear vision to where you want to go, uh, watching Tony Robbins inspired me to, to create a course and teach other people how to make money in real estate. Like I had from humble beginnings. I filmed my first infomercial in 1998. Whoa. I went on, I went on the air in 1999 and then went, uh, 17 years straight without missing a day on TV. I've been blessed to sell millions of books. My brand's done upwards to a billion dollars in sales. And that sounds like it was just an easy road, right? Even, <laughs> even when I got on TV in 1999, it was, you know, it was the entrepreneur roller coaster the whole way. There was many times where the, the roller coaster was going straight down. And I said, this is it. I bit off more than I can chew. Why did I think I was smart enough to do this? Who do I think I am? And then there's other years or months where you're like, holy uh, this is great. This is amazing. So along that, you know, I think it starts off as knowledge, then it becomes, uh, you know, it starts off as information, then it becomes knowledge. And then when you get burned and up and down, it, it becomes wisdom, right? And, and the people who can make it through the ups and downs are the ones that find the wisdom for longevity. How old are you? 48. You just have such a youthful voice, Dean. You know, not that 48 is not youthful, by the way, (laughs) but you just have this voice. You could be anywhere from like 18 to 48. I kind of feel (laughs) like you're in that that voice range right there. But (laughs) what I kind of want to talk about now, Dean, before we kind of continue on this journey of the podcast is what you consider today your area of expertise. What is that? Probably the, the, the foundation of what success really looks like. Like what are the success habits that actually make someone successful? I think, um, I think when I first started, I wanted to give people just the, the, the capabilities, right? Give them just the tactics. Here's how I found a real estate deal. Here's how I financed the real estate deal. Here's how I sold the real estate deal. And, and if I taught people how to make money online or whatever it was, whatever business, I have multiple businesses, I, I think I spent a lot of years obsessing on the tactics. Like just do this and it'll work. 
and through the evolution, realizing that in this phase of my life now, that the tactics, the perfect strategy is probably about 20%. Even five years ago, I would have said 50-50. The phase of my life I'm at now is the tactics are 20%. There's, inf- there's great information everywhere about everything. But what goes on between our ears if we, in our brain, if we don't have the habits that allow us to push through the obstacles, embrace change, overcome the, the failures, all those, all those fundamental pieces then we're just someone sitting on the sidelines, never really getting in the game. So I, I would say what I obsess on and what my expertise is now is getting people to engage, to take action and actually follow through with what they desire. What's one thing that we don't know about that area of expertise that as entrepreneurs, it would be pretty helpful to know? That during every phase of evolution, you got to check your thoughts. If, if I looked back on what held me back or scared me the most or um, or cause the sleepless nights, cause the worry, cause, you know, rifts in relationships because you're so, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're always hustling and not that it's all bad, it's up and down, right? But I, I would think, I would say it's carrying old thoughts with us trying to get to the next level. Our, our past, and there's a lot of things, but as you said, it what came to my heart is our past has to be our research and development. It can't be the anchor that we're dragging across the desert. It has to be the, the fuel of our research and development. And, and looking at our past, we really have to take what serves us, even the lessons of failure, the lessons of success, and we got to burn the rest down. I, I had a mentor tell me once, he said, treat your past like you're in a house and your whole past is on shelves on the house and you have one suitcase, the house catches on fire. Only grab the memories, the thoughts, the experiences that can empower your future. And I think as entrepreneurs, as we evolve, we have to evolve our thinking and observant of our thoughts and always keep them ahead of where we're going, not behind of where we are. Dean, you've had a lot of tough times as an entrepreneur, but I don't want to talk about any of those. I want to talk about Good. the worst the absolute worst <laughs> moments that you, Dean, have experienced as an entrepreneur. So you thought you were getting off there, but in fact, we're going down to the lowest of the low moment. Take us there. <laughs> tell us that story. I will tell you that story. You know, it's funny you say that. And as an entrepreneur, we feel all of them. But the biggest one where I thought I was done, I was finished, I screwed the whole thing up. Everybody in my family who told me I was a dreamer, all my friends who told me I was nuts, they were all right because uh, I was just a big failure. I started a company. My first infomercial company was called Motor Millions. So when I was 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, I, I used to hustle cars. I'd, I'd run ads because I had no money to buy and sell cars. So I'd run ads on people that were going to trade their car in. I won't make the story too long, but I, I'd, I'd run ads on people who were going to trade their car in, not get enough money. And I'd say, let me sell your car for you. And then I'd match them with a buyer. I'd make some money in the middle. I'd get some more money. Then I'd go buy a car, fix it, flip it. So I was in the car business and fixing and flipping. So my first infomercial was called Motor Millions. It was teaching people how to make money with cars like I did. And I built that company up. I, you know, was, I had no clue what I was doing. I filmed my first infomercial in the front yard of my house. I got done with it. I had no idea even how to get it on TV. I was calling TV stations to say, can you play my infomercial? I was so naive. I had no mentors. I wasn't smart enough to listen to great podcasts and other people. I was just trying to do it. Anyway, long story short, through knocking on enough doors, I finally get on TV. I start getting momentum. I'm in the car business. I'm in the real estate business. I own 30 apartments. I'm in my late 20s. And I got this infomercial on TV called Motor Millions. And I start learning. And I, I move out to Phoenix to hire some people that worked in an infomercial business. And I start building it. We get up to $2 million a year, $3 million a year. We break $5 million a year. We get to $10 million a year. And I'm not super profitable. In fact, my real estate and my car business funded Motor Millions in that company for probably the first, 
I don't know, two years, year and a half trying to figure it out. Um, so I get the company up to about 10 million a year and I feel as if my gut took me here, but I'm not like, I, I didn't know, I wasn't business savvy. I didn't understand economics. I wasn't great at hiring. I wasn't great at running a company, even though I had 50 employees or 40 employees. Long story short, I, I sold the company. I found someone who said, hey, that's cute what you did, basically in a big way. It's cute what you did all by yourself, little mom and papa. We're going to take it and make it a big company. And I was so impressed with them. And I remember, again, taking old thoughts with me and, and we all have those limiting beliefs. I remember thinking, you know what? Maybe I went as far as I could with this, I, that I wanted to branch into sharing my real estate strategies now. And I sold Motor Millions. So I sell Motor Millions. They take the company. And what they're doing is they're going to pay me over time. So I get a little bit of money up front, but I got a good number for that, for the company. Well, they took it and corporatized it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's a silly word, but they, <laughs> they created better structures and processes and put a CEO in place and did all this stuff. And I went off to go work on my new real estate uh, uh, education business. And I was funding it with the money they were sending me monthly. I expanded. I got a new office. I did all the things. I said, I'm taking real estate to a whole nother level. I told them I was going to do it. So there was non-compete. And they simultaneously, and I, and I don't like to blame, it's, they did it, but I, I'm a big boy. I made a deal with them. I made a bad deal with them. They tried to take the company to about four times the size, and they blew it up literally in less than five months. They Ugh. blew up the company Motor Millions. But what was worse yet is something I didn't think about is my name was attached to that company. So it wasn't like they were just selling. It was Dean Graziosi's Motor Millions. So when they blew the company up, they didn't have, they didn't pay refunds. They weren't taking care of the clients. They cut, shut down customer service. And then I had just taken all my money because I didn't have a gazillion dollars saved up. I always reinvest, right? I took all my money and I already invested in my new company. And at one moment, zero income coming in with an old company that was dying. It was like I sold them a horse. They broke its leg and gave it back to me. So I had to go to court. They didn't give it back. I had to go to court. I didn't want to make a long story short. I went to court, took the company <laughs> back with a bunch of debt while I didn't have money coming in. And I just thought that was the end. Like I, I remember having those thoughts of you're a dreamer. Why'd you push so hard? You built a good company. You could have kept that. All those beliefs, like when my sister came to me when I first started my infomercial business, said, Dean, I love you. You've gone far enough. You, you kind of run out of your limits. Stop being a dreamer. You should be safe. You should be happy. You should be satisfied where you are. All those beliefs came in. I remember thinking, you know, who do you think you are in this big business? And then once I snapped out of that, and once I just did what entrepreneurs do, got out of the funk, stopped, stopped thinking what went wrong. And I focused on where I was going to go. I took, I ended up getting my real estate business, crushing it, my real estate education business, crushing it. And I took all the money I made there for probably 18 months to two years. I paid off all the debt of motor millions. I shut it down. Not one person didn't get a refund. Every single person satisfied. And, uh, and that was the start of my real estate education, which has gone on to do, you know, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. And we've changed lives all over the world. So, um, I say that, and I'm glad you asked that question. I haven't thought about it in forever. <laughs> and for any entrepreneur that's listening, if you're going through that right now, or you have in the past, I, I know it sucks when you're in it and there's no reason that you feel like you should be and you can't appreciate it while you're in it. I understand that. But if I look back, I learned more in that condensed period of a year of my life about business than I did in probably the 20 years prior. As bad as it sucked, that made me the man I am. It gave me the, the, the grit. It gave me the tools to understand in a bigger way. And most importantly, it told me to trust my gut. I knew all of it all along. I just, I didn't trust myself. And, and that's changed immensely since that moment.
So Dean, you are a storyteller, and I want you to tell another story to our listeners, to Fire Nation. But this one's going to be different, brother. This is going to be okay. one of the greatest ideas that you've had to date. And let's you know be a little more concise with this story because it doesn't need okay. quite as much background. But I want you to take one of those great ideas that you've had. Take us to that moment. Tell us that story and how you turned it into a success. Don't be afraid to reel me in here. <laughs> um, no, but this one's, this one's easy. Um, in 2000. Seven, I was watching Larry King and he was interviewing Joel Osteen. And I had already been on infomercials. Uh, I, I, I was in the middle of writing a book called Be a Real Estate Millionaire. And um, I had already been on TV with traditional, like Carlton Sheets, Tony Robbins type infomercial. And I'm watching, but as I'm watching Larry King interview Joel Osteen on his new book, he was sitting with his wife, Victoria, and Joel, uh, uh, Larry King says to Joel, Hey, I appreciate you. I think you're great, but listen, I'm a Jew. I don't believe in Jesus. Am I going to hell? And it was so mm. like, oh, like the like I I stopped. I was breathless for a moment. And at that second, I had this epiphany. I said, imagine if Larry just said, like Joel or not, if you'd like to get his book, why not call the show directly? And I, I couldn't sleep. I I wanted to do a Larry King. That's what we called it for you. I went and bought the Larry King microphone, the Larry King desk, I put the Larry King set. And I was the first one ever. And who knew if it was going to work, but I wrote my book as fast as I possibly could. I hired someone to interview me. That was like real live interview. I threw away the teleprompters, threw away the scripts. I got a guy to interview me on my new book on the Larry King set. And I said, just prove why it was the, the real estate market had just crashed. It was Oh seven. The, the market was going straight down. And I said, interview me like I'm an infomercial guy that you don't believe and it can't be the great time for real estate. Be a real reporter, no scripts, no questions. And we filmed that infomercial uh, in 06 or 07 uh, and it changed everything about my business. It, it was the first infomercial that ever did direct response, direct to consumer book on TV. Um, I ended up selling a million copies of Big Real Estate Millionaire. That show, that first show I did broke $150 million in sales and it revolutionized. I mean, it sounds like I'm patting myself on the back. It was the first sit down interview, real life, stuttering, not perfect, not the perfect testimonials. We didn't have fancy graphics, no voiceover guy. Every once in a while, we just say, hey, if you like what we're talking about, you can call the number at the bottom of the screen, get Dean's book. And um, a million shows are out there like that now. But in 07, there had been no others. So that if I look at my business as far as, you know, income, affecting people, touching people's lives, no, no greater impact than that one idea. Wow. Love that story. And Dean, I want to challenge you again. One sentence. What do you want our listeners to get from that aha moment? Just go for it. When I had that epiphany, when I had that idea, my media company tried to talk me out of it. They said, it's too boring. There's no testimonials. There's no graphics. There's no fancy price. There's no price reduction. It won't work. My team said I was crazy. Like, everybody went against me. Um, and I'm so glad I went with my gut and just went for it. Fire Nation, if you think Dean's been dropping value bombs thus far, well, number one, you'd be right. And number two, they're not done because we got the lightning round coming up after we thank our sponsors. Have you ever thought about going into business for yourself, but were overwhelmed by the idea of doing it by yourself? Operating a franchise gives you the best of both worlds, the freedom of owning your own business and the support and resources of an established successful brand. The Goddard School, a premier franchise of private preschools, provides you the opportunity to own a recession-resistant business while making a positive impact on children and their families. It's hard to believe it, but did you know that Children's Daycare Services earned a 
total of $47.8 billion in revenue in 2016 and are projected to earn $52.5 billion by 2021. For nearly 30 years, the Goddard School has been a trusted name among parents and families, and their proven educational approach ensures that children have fun while learning the skills they need for long-term success. For more info or to apply to become a Goddard School franchisee, visit learnaboutgoddard.com. That's learnaboutgoddard, G-O-D-D-A-R-D dot com. Do you ever find yourself wishing you were better at keeping up with the people you love? I get it. Relationships are complicated. And when you run your own business, keeping up with your customers can be even tougher. That's why Zendesk built a software solution that helps entrepreneurs like you and me build better customer relationships. How, you ask? Well, did you know 75% of customers would rather reach out via chat, email, social media, or help themselves in your knowledge base rather than call over the phone? That's why Zendesk put every channel you need in one place, making it easy for your customers to reach out and making it even easier for you to manage support and provide excellent customer service. Plus, companies using Zendesk solve 39% of their customer support questions on the first response. For your college buddies, you're on your own. But for your customers, try Zendesk. Schedule a demo today and see for your yourself. Visit Zendesk.com slash fire. That's Zendesk.com slash fire. Dean, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? Let's rock this stuff. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Beliefs, what we're all taught, right? We're, we're all, we, we all kind of, um, I feel like we're standing in line and, and the world tells us what direction to go. Um, and especially in today's world, I, I think young entrepreneurs need what you do, man. It's amazing because capitalism, entrepreneurialism, doing your own thing, it's kind of, it, it went through a phase. It's getting better right now because of people like you and the world knowing, but it went through a phase where like it was bad, like wanting to do your own thing, wanting to make more money, wanting to affect the world was almost a negative uh, a thing upon the world. And I think that's what we all face. I know it's what I face. I mean, literally when I decided to do my own thing and go for it, when I was risking the next level, I had everybody, everything around me saying that was wrong. You're not following what people do. Stop being a dreamer. I mean, and then those limiting beliefs are inside of us. Like they're, they're not just your father putting your hand on his hand on your shoulder saying, Hey, I love you, son, but you're going a little too far. Those beliefs are inside of us. You have this inner resistance, this in my book, I wrote, I called it the inner villain that we don't even realize is there saying, Hey, 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 play it safe. What are you trying to do? You're, you're not that smart. You don't have the time. You're, there's too much competition out there. Nothing works on faith. You know, I mean, we, somebody starting today, you look at Facebook, Facebook go too many ads. I could never do that. I don't know if I'm smart enough. I don't know if I'm rich enough. I, like we have all these things that that come in from the outside that tell us we're wrong, and um, and we just got to fight that. We have to fight it. And how you fight it is you you model people. You listen to podcasts like this. You you model people that have done it. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are. Someone's been exactly where you are. You're desperate. You got nothing. Someone's been there. You went to college. You got a little bit of money. You don't you don't want to work for somebody else. Somebody's been there and turned it into. Uh, an amazing business that helps the world while they make money. Dean, what's the best advice you've ever received? Me and a buddy of mine, Joe Polish, we raised a million bucks for uh, Richard Branson and his charity, Virgin Unite. And he invited us. We spent a week with him on his island in Necker. And one morning, I get up early. I was up at five. He was up at five. He's like, you want to go sailing? So I was lucky enough to spend like three hours sailing around the, uh, his island with him. And it was cool. You get that one-on-one -on -one time with a billionaire. And we get to sail around the island. And, and you realize he... he 
you know, he had the same hassle, the same struggles. He quit seventh grade. His whole family told me he was nuts. He started schlepping newspapers in seventh grade and went on <laughs> to do amazing things. But the advice I got from him is I was just starting to make good money. And I remember saying, I wish I could do more for those in need. And talk about getting rid of any guilt about making money. He gave it to me. He said, listen, I worked my, my tail off up until uh, he was later in his life. And now he spends most of his time on charity. But he said, here's what I know. You were given the unique ability to know how to hustle and make money. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Don't fret about you know, spending more time or doing more with charity right now. Just go do what God gave you, your unique ability, and make a ton of money. He said, and this is what he said. He said, you could go to a soup kitchen and spend a whole week there serving. And that's amazing. It would fill your heart. Or you could stop by that same soup kitchen and drop off a $100,000 check. Well, That's the impact you can make. So you are ethically obligated. Now, this is how I remember it. I'm not sure he used it. <laughs> he said, you're, you're ethically obligated because you have that ability. Go make as much as you can. Affect the world. As long as you're earning ethically, changing people's lives, earn as much as you can and make an impact with what you do best. And I think that combined with, you know, just, you know, if you can cut a check for a problem, the problem goes away, made me realize like I don't have one bad feeling about making money because I earn it ethically and I donate and, and take care of so many people that it's uh, that's my gift. And I think if more people could feel that way and realize that when you make money, you're not taking it from somebody else. When you make money, you're not causing someone else to go broke. People are going to make it. Money flows in certain directions. It might as well flow to you and you get the ability to impact lives. Dean, let's end today on Fire Brother with you giving us a parting piece of guidance the best way we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Every day I'm trying to observe my thoughts, not be my thoughts. If you are struggling in your business, if you are doing great in your business but don't know why you can't break through to the next level or you've been wanting to start your business for so long and you just can't get in, I think the, the biggest thing between you and your next level is the story that lives between you and where you want to go, and that's your thoughts. So check your thoughts, write them down, see what they are, prove them wrong, empower them, flip them on the opposite side, make them empowering thoughts, and that is the driver. The tactics are there. The, I'm sure the enthusiasm's there. The ambition is there. The fear is the story. Change the story. Change the thoughts. Go to the next level. And what's the best way we can connect with you? Go to deansfreebook.com, deansfreebook.com, my newest book, Millionaire Success Habits. You can get the hardcover, just cover shipping and handling. It's the best book I ever wrote and a great way to be on my list. And I do a weekly wisdom where people get a video every single week. I've been doing them for eight years. Awesome. Well, Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And hello, you've been hanging out with DG and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com type dean in the search bar his show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today these are the best show notes in the biz timestamps of our conversation links galore head directly to deansfreebook.com fire nation get this content into your life immediately and dean i want to thank you for sharing your journey with fire nation today for that brother we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side Awesome. Thanks, man. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Dean today. And I've created four, count them, four incredible courses for you so that you can master productivity, you can accomplish goals, you can create funnels and webinars that actually convert. These are free courses and they're waiting for you at eofire.com. I will catch you there or I will catch you on the flip side.